This is a Koro's Companion podcast. It looks just like Penny Bloom podcast in person because yeah. it's literally the same thing. Wow. Well, actually, no. The setup's a little different today. It's, setup it's, this is, is a little this different. This is unique. We are set up to watch a movie and talk about it at the same time. Yes, indeed. I'm so- and what movie will we be doing that with? The Rise of Skywalker, the ninth film in the Star Wars franchise. So, how many times have you seen it? Once, actually. Once. Yeah. I've been wanting to watch it again. Yes, yes. This oh. will be my sixth viewing. Jesus fucking Christ! Yep. I've made, I've made, I've, <laughs> I've made my use of this film. I, I, I know this film pretty well at this okay, point. Okay, okay, fair enough. You'll be there to aid me in my my Absolutely. hopeless moments. Absolutely. Uh, so, for those of you who are new here, I am Colton Robertson, and this is Co Rose Companion Podcast. I am joined by none other than my good friend. Probably not yours yet, but will be soon. Tavares Pennington. Yes, that's me. He's my co-host on our podcast, Penny Bloom Podcast, which uh, is available anywhere you're listening to this. Yeah, it is. So uh, basically what we're going to do is we're going to play the movie. We're going to talk about it. And Yeah, so we don't want to burden you with, you know, how long is this movie? Two hours and 22 minutes. Yeah. Nobody's going to sit here and listen to us breathe for two hours and 22 minutes. So instead of doing that, what we're going to do is stop at very specific moments that we think are integral to your understanding of how this movie progresses. And so in doing that, you're going to get the the, the um, small bursts of energy that come from the entirety of our watching of this film. So, And what's interesting about this movie, too, is if you remember, it's all gas, no brakes. Yeah. Yeah. So, exactly. I mean, it's all <laughs> I mean, there's it's always a pretty big moment. We'll, we'll we'll keep you we'll keep you caught up too. Don't worry. We'll oh, yeah, we'll recap sure, sure. the things that have happened in the point the exact point that we we are in the movie. So, if you're watching ever, you can remember. And who knows? I mean, I'm going to be it's going to be recording the whole time. So, if if it's, if it's all good, it's all good. You hey, never know. You never know. You, <laughs> you never. never know. So, you know what? I'm about to press play on this thing in uh 3 Two. And we are seeing that beautiful Lucasfilm Limited logo. You want to go ahead and stop it here? No. <laughs> <laughs> See, what I'm interested in is how much they've changed it since the original trilogy. <laughs> For me, the uh, the sequel trilogy will always hold a, a pretty special place in my heart because I've grown up pretty diehard Star Wars fan. Oh, yeah. But these were the first that I ever had the pleasure of seeing in theaters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and I really see see it as a uh, emblematic of our our generation because I feel like the old I, I like the old ones a lot. Like, oh, I love them. Like honestly, I I like the prequels more than most people. But it's like, I, I, yeah, I've grown to appreciate the prequels. Those more. were those were a different era. Each of them were emblematic of a different era, and it's like this one is ours, and I, you know. In I'm 20 years, I'm proud. I'm com- yeah, I'm comfortable with that. 
we got this great crawl here. The dead speak. The dead speak. You know where that uh, broadcast from Emperor Palpatine was originally put? It was in Fortnite. They did a launch on Fortnite, and they played that broadcast that they talk about here in the crawl. Oh, wow. What? Yeah. That was how they revealed Emperor Palpatine's return. Oh, wow. Fortnite. Did did people not still not know after that point? Like, were they still questioning it? Well, they didn't know necessarily to what extent Emperor Palpatine would be a part of it. You never yeah. know when that message could have been recorded. Mm-hmm. You know, it could have been recorded back in the days of the Empire. So mm-hmm. it's just, it's kind of mm, fucking, you never know. But yeah, that's how they now do we shit. do know. He that's is how back. They, that's how they do shit. I liked how they were, like, jumping right into it, too. It was, the dead speak. Emperor Palpatine is back. <laughs> <You're> yeah. like, wait. <laughs> this this part of the movie, the first time we watched it, felt so, like, damn, we're into it, huh? Oh, and it was fucking... I, I had goosebumps. This is Mustafar. This is the planet in which Anakin becomes Darth Vader. This mm. is where he fights Obi-Wan. Ah. Uh. And this is Kylo Ren chopping down all these Sith acolytes, protecting the uh, Wavefinder to find the planet Exegol. Did you just, like, read that straight off of IMDb? No, man. I know th- I know this fucking story. <laughs> I got it all in here. No, I, I, I can tell, man. I can tell. That's awesome. I've always loved the physicality of Kylo Ren. Yeah, he, uh... That's an imposing honestly, man. like, he... I don't... I, I feel like his stardom has let, you know, like, everybody's like, oh, like, um... Uh, Adam Driver is like kind of hot, and I'm like, he's really not. Oh, and uh, he's just Adam Driver, and see, and, and th- that that has his own merit. Don't get me wrong, one hundred percent. But he's, he's hot because he's Adam Driver. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Adam Driver has to be hot. Yeah, like I saw a tweet once that was like, Adam Driver is hot because he's ugly, and and uh, the dude from you. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, Joe, whatever uh, his real uh, name is. Damn, what's his name? Penn Badgley. Penn Badgley. And Penn Badgley is ugly because he's hot. <laughs> that, was, <laughs> that was the other. That, was that like, makes... Adam Driver is hot because he's ugly, and Penn Badgley <laughs> is ugly because he's hot. <laughs> that is so. That is so factual in a weird way. Yeah, like you don't even really on oh, this fucking lightsaber unsheathing. Oh yeah. <laughs> fucking <laughs> pimp. Pimp is hell. Every time. Every time. I've grown to appreciate Kylo Ren quite immensely. Oh, yeah. Kylo is a... He's got that swagger about him. On paper, one of the best characters in all of Star Wars. Really? I mean, Mother's Princess Leia. Father's Han Solo. That's a fact. Grandpa's Darth Vader. I just... Uncle's Luke. this, This universe is just ridiculous. Now, this is probably the first of those integral moments. Oh, yes. I'd say. Yes. Our reintroduction to Emperor Palpatine for the first time since Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Um, I This is like, so at this to this point, there's really just been a montage of Kylo Ren fighting. No dialogue, really, at all, was there? And then no, no, him, no, not him finding the coordinate thing, and then... Yeah, the Wayfinder. The Wayfinder, yeah, um... And then going to this place and witnessing. We got the the vat of Snoke. Uh, the vat of Snoke. And then the realization that Palpatine was yes. playing his first card in mm-hmm. the hand of many. And so, like, that's a... That just... that I remember that felt so... Ex- like, think about how, like, um, 
when they go to uh what's it called hyperspeed yeah uh, um, yeah hyperspace hyperspace this felt like that to me yeah just like you're that fucking build up and just <laughs> yeah it was so it was so weird and like i don't know in hindsight it's not as bad as i thought it was but i kind of hated it the first time i watched it what the movie no 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 the beginning really yeah because it, it just felt i was just like this is gonna be how like like i liked how um was that uh the last jedi that started with poe like in space yeah facing off with the yeah i like those sorts of intros like those sorts of intros that will like drop you into a battle and be like explain everything else around it this one I got you. was just like we're gonna progress the story like 100 times the pace that it's been going because nobody fucking knew Palpatine was really a factor. Like, people had their uh, suspicions, and they they're, were they're right, too. But, like, that was, like, something that was never solidly mentioned. Yeah, and what also sucks about it is that the whole sequel trilogy is just a fucking hot mess. Yeah. Nothing about it is perfect by any yeah. means. I, the fact that they didn't have one creator to do the whole trilogy... They didn't have the idea of the trilogy laid out before they started the first movie. They yeah. went movie to movie with zero clue where they were going with the story. Oh, yeah. If we would have had an established story. We could have in- incorporated Emperor Palpatine sooner, or we may not have ever needed Emperor that's Palpatine. A, that's a fact. Yeah. I mean, I, I I'm, think— I'm happy with where it went, though. I think bringing him back to finally end him— um, is, like, a good thing. Like, I think that's, like— a dope place for the story to go. I just wish they didn't contain it all to one movie. Cause I, I like Absolutely. when stories build up and are paid off over, over a trilogy. I get you. I get like, you for sure. That's, that, what that's the why po- the that's... original trilogy and the prequel trilogy are so good. Exactly. That's the point of a trilogy. Like mm-hmm. you can't like no, no franchise ever will tell you to do that or like will tell you not to do that because I, I think that's the reason why the dark Knight rises kind of let people down it's, was because yeah. it felt like a resolution but it didn't it felt like just as much of a resolution resolution as the dark knight one. yeah like it was just another batman movie like yeah. there, there easily could have been another one in my opinion exactly except like for the, except for when you, you think know. about it the dark knight the dark knight and the dark knight rises ended in the same way v- very very much so the same way like like what the hell and like to i just feel like that's the problem when people do sequels i tend to agree and you see, uh, a part of the reason why I'm not as mad about, like, starting it that way is because they did need to introduce that. And then a- go ASAP. And then they go to that sort of... Yeah, like, they went to what I you described. were talking about. Yeah. yeah, like with Chewie, uh, Poe, and Finn all sitting at the holo table playing right. that chess game that they've, right. they've played throughout the entire nine films. This was a this was a good opening, and like like you said, this is exactly the type of opening you expect from a Star yeah, Wars movie. Like exactly. this is what they are usually. Yo, speaking of chess, I was playing a uh, checkers. I just bought Assassin's Creed Black Flag because I was bored. Have okay, you played that game before. It's been a minute, but yes, I have. Yeah, um, I kind of fuck with it, but I played checkers on there. And I whooped this dude's ass. And I was like, bro, I suck at checkers. They gotta <laughs> just be letting me win. <laughs> like, the dude was just dumb. I never felt so smart in my life. <laughs> we got this very intense chase with uh, Poe and Chewie piloting the Millennium Falcon. 
it's pretty a good indication it's a pretty good indication of how much we uh trust these characters yeah they they've inherited the millennium falcon and it's become pretty much as much theirs as it was hans oh yeah that that ship took on a life of its own it's like its own character no it is i remember when i was in the theater for force awakens and the first time they introduce it when uh, Ray's like, we might make it on that quad jumper, and then she's like, he's like, what about that ship? And he, she's like, that thing hasn't flown in years. And then <laughs> they show it, and you're like, ah, it's the you're fucking, like, millennium, it's the fucking Falcon. millennium Falcon. Oh, and this shit right here where he's light speed skipping. Oh yeah, no, that's the dopest. Planet shit. to planet, that shit's so cool. I'm pretty sure he comes up on one where there's a perfect. Yeah, this one, he comes up on one. There's a perfect reflection of him. Did you see that? How there's like you... two Millennium Falcons? No, I didn't. I mean, a little late now, but, oh, shit. <laughs> but yeah, it's like it, it looked like it was like a water surface. Oh shit! And it was split perfectly down the middle. Last jump, probably forever. I'm sorry, I was just taking in. It, it just those scenes are so dope. You just oh, they're so beautiful. This, this movie is like. They, Visually, the best Star Wars movie yes, there is, one hundred percent. And if that's what we're known for, that's what we're known for. But it's these are mo- like that, yeah, exactly. Appealing like, movies to watch. Precisely, mm. when people look at the Star Wars franchise as a whole, the best movies are going to be the original trilogy, and the prequel trilogy will always be second to the original trilogy. But yeah. the sequel trilogy will probably always be known as the most, maybe not the most fun, but like that's its appeal is yeah. that it is the most. It's it's fun as fuck to watch. Yeah. And the way they uh, imposed Carrie Fisher in is absolutely insane. It is, yeah. They used all footage from Force Awakens. I didn't realize that until kind of, like, it was so natural. It felt like the first time I didn't realize it for a long time. That, like, because I was like, wait a second, Carrie Fisher died a while ago. Yeah, 2016. December 2016. Like, that's just, that's awesome. I love it. Anytime they're, uh, they've got the training helmet on with the tracking droid, yeah. like Luke did in the first movie. <laughs> they actually used that, uh, that little, the little droid that's fucking with her. Uh-huh. It's the exact model as the same one from A New Hope in the oh, original shit, one. Really? Now we get a first example in this movie of Kylo Ren and Rey's connection yeah which is quite strong they are a uh, dyad of the force as they say later yes she's clearly shaken up by this uh this secret droid can't can't fucking get it ah fucking ah nope oh not quite almost there Just cutting down trees Kyle's about to fuck with her big time to make this connection. Yo, BBA about to get a tree dropped on him. Yo, I saw this and I was like, okay, Ray. Yeah. <laughs> she stabbed that yeah. shit and caught her saber. And I was like, okay, Ray. That vision's interesting. It is. We get a number of flashes there. We got the uh, Sith throne. Uh-huh. Which is shown at the end of the movie. We got Ray's mom. Oh, we saw Darth Vader. We heard Darth Vader. When he uh Kylo says, I want you to join me, and it slowly melds into Darth Vader's voice. Mm. Which is what Darth Vader said to Luke in Return of the or in Empire. Uh-huh. 
very loaded scene there. Yeah, no, that that's how they that's how movies like to do it with the little quick montages. You don't catch it, but the you you remember them later. This scene is one of the more impressive, given this given the situation. Oh yeah. They perfectly, I it's it's seamless. She is it's it's like she's there. Yeah. And credit to Daisy Ridley there too. She's acting her ass off. Oh yeah. Because she's talking to nobody. <laughs> of course, never underestimate a droid. Yes, Master. Comes back later during a this speeder chase on Pasana. Wait, who does the uh? Never underestimate a droid line. Oh, Comes yeah. Comes back up yeah. later. Damn. <laughs> this shit's funny. Got the Millennium Falcon coming back on fire. <laughs> Poe always pissed off, apparently. <laughs> Ray and Poe always getting on each other. Yeah. And Finn just always like, why can't we be friends, guys? Really bad, actually. Really bad. I think we missed out on an opportunity to really get an evolved version of Star Wars, and we could have gotten like a, a, a triad relationship here out of Poe, Finn, and Ray. We're really evolved. Yeah. That would have been – these uh, – yeah, I don't know. They, I'm still mad about what they did with uh, Finn and Ray. Here's the thing. Finn and Ray is complicated. It's, but it's not. They already explained it, and they said y'all are overthinking it. But they gave us all the pieces to overthink it. Oh, absolutely. They, get, I mean, every turn, any given point, you could have told me Finn was in love with Ray, or he truly just looked at her like a best friend. And it, either way, it applies. Yeah. But it's become clear now that it's just the best friend thing, which kind of sucks. No, no, I don't think it does. I just wish they, like, I like that. But I wish they were more upfront about it and didn't saying what was the line that comes later on where uh, he was like, I never got to or something. Didn't he say? That? Oh, yeah. He was like, I never got to tell you. And he sinks. Yeah. And that's supposed to be that I have the force or something like that's that's not the time to put that there. I don't think it's not the time. And who would expect that? What the hell? Especially given the fact that the. Well, that's another fault on the creation of this trilogy as a whole, because Finn's character was the biggest missed opportunity oh, yeah. in the sequel trilogy, because J.J. Abrams, I believe his direction was always to give Finn force powers. Yeah. But Ryan Johnson was like, no, nah, I'm going to send him to Canto Bight and they're going to run around for a while. <laughs> And then, uh, and then, so J.J. Abrams didn't have time to completely introduce Finn yeah. as a force power, you know, yeah. like I think they could have. They could have actually made him, like, legit, like, eventually become a Jedi type yeah. thing. Yeah, no, that's true. I, I wish they did that. We got Poe here telling everybody that uh, Palpatine's back. Maz Kanata is also a very interesting character that I've heard, yeah. completely missed opportunities. Like, in the very first movie where she... They're like, how'd you get Luke Saber? And she's like, that's a story for another time. And we still have not heard that story. <laughs> that's a very important story. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> how'd it get off Cloud City? How did it get here? How what the fuck? How did it get here? <laughs> I 
this part right here is the only example of a scene in the movie where I was like, okay, they really, really were trying really hard to find just any footage of Carrie they could. Oh, yeah. Because oh, yeah. Ray completely carries this scene, all the dialogue, and at uh-huh. one point Carrie Fisher just looks at her and goes, no. And that's it. <laughs> it's like just right in the middle. She says yeah. no. And like I was like, ah, like I get it. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I, I I, but... Yeah. You all, you all, good job, good job. <laughs> this is how it had to be for the last movie. They all had to go together. Mm-hmm. For sure. They've been split up all the other movies, right? Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, first movie, Finn and Ray spent a lot of time together. Finn and Poe spent some time together. Second movie, Finn was with Rose the whole time. Poe was on the uh, on the blockade, rebel blockade, trying to uh, perform a mutiny. <laughs> and Ray was, uh, you know, training with Luke on Octu. Yeah. I feel like Luke didn't do shit. Like, he just kind of prodded her and poked her i feel like he didn't like as as far as what we've seen in the movies like his his time as a as a jedi master to her what she calls leia her master anyway but oh yeah leia ends up taking over taking over that mantle when she was trained like his training of her was like why the fuck do you go to the dark side what the fuck (laughs) (laughs) pretty much it's it's and what's funny too is like she was like, I need you to train me in the ways of the force. And then Luke was like, three lessons. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what? What? She's going to learn the ways of the force in three lessons. He's like, he's like the motherfucker who gets old and is just like, I don't even fucking want to try anymore. Why do I agree to become a teacher? What the hell? <laughs> All right. Is I just, simple? I just did this for summers off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I always love watching the millennium Falcon leave atmosphere. Oh yeah. Like in, while we're in the atmosphere, mm-hmm. I like that shot of them all in the cockpit too. Ray, Chewie, Poe, and Finn. How you feel about this scene with uh, Kylo Ren's helmet being put back together? Uh, it's weird and cult-like, which was uh, exactly what it feel, felt like it needed to accomplish. Yo. There is no explanation anywhere as to why this feels so ritualistic. They're all just standing there watching him make this helmet. Yeah, I... Like, there is nothing. It is just... They're all standing there like, fuck yeah, dude. Make that helmet. (laughs) Fuck yeah. (laughs) Make that helmet. Oh, shit. Oh, shit, he's making the helmet. I wonder (laughs) if it was because they wanted to introduce the uh, Knights of Ren, but, like, at the same time, like... What the fuck was they home? Like they apparently they were really powerful, right? Like yeah, apparently, and we never really get to see that. But in theaters, I thought that scene where they go, where the Knights of Ren walk by and the stormtroopers go, Knights of Ren, ghoul. <laughs> I thought he said cool. Yeah, he says ghouls. What is he? Uh... Just and I think that makes the scene a little worse for me. Yeah, Wait, I does mean, the, does the subtitle say cool or ghoul? It says ghouls. Oh, okay, like like he's saying. It's the Knights of Ren. He's like those fucking ghouls. Like, yeah, those guys are fucking fiends, man. They'll they'll mess you up. Mm-hmm. But I I liked it more when the stormtrooper was like, huh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, it's the Knights of Ren. <laughs> How do you feel about General Hux? Fuck that dude. 
Yeah, he sucks. <laughs> but comes up in a big way here. And I liked him yeah. a lot in The Force Awakens. That baby Hitler speech that he gives right before Starkiller Base is fired for the first time. Oh, yeah. Where he's yelling. I saw something where someone was complaining about how Kylo Ren throws that guy to the roof because that's never really been what the Force is about. What do you mean? Like, in movies, like, Darth Vader was always really subtle yeah. about his stuff. Like, he he Force choked, he would and, and he, he would just do that. You. Yes, exactly. And I, I don't know. It's just more Kylo Ren to be out of control like that. It what does... <laughs> one point I can get behind is that uh, nobody would ever look at Darth Vader and tell him, I like your mask, which someone did to Kylo Ren in that scene. <laughs> That's a fact. They just not say shit. They're yeah, like, they, uh, well, they're terrified of Darth Vader. They couldn't say anything It was to almost him. like they knew how, like, Darth Vader was a monster. Like, all right, he, He's he a monster. created himself to be that. Kylo Ren on face was just another dude. Yeah, he was just a guy who and was so like... I think that visual influence how people kind of just a looked tortured at him. white boy but he hated that because he wanted to be darth vader but he was like why the fuck don't these people fucking cower and fucking fear even though they kind of did but like they still like tested their luck you know yeah i remember when i was watching the force awakens for the first time and he takes off his mask and i'm expecting him to be like you know fucked up because yeah. why else would you be wearing a mask and then he takes it off and i'm like oh so you're just a guy you're just wearing just a mask another, for no reason? You're just another fucking dude? In uh, Greek mythology, it's common that in a lot of stories, they will have a uh, a representation of Zeus, Poseidon, and uh, Hades. Uh, heaven for Zeus, hell for Hades, and a time of extreme change, like tumultuous waters, for Poseidon. Oh. And uh, the other two are much more obvious, but this one is very much so... The Zeus heaven part. How many Greek gods are there? Fuck if I know, man. Or fuck. I mean, like, main god. Like, there's like a... Yeah, there's like a tree. There's like a family tree of gods, and I can't remember what it is. Yeah, because I know there's like an, there's like a ridiculous amount of gods and... It's, it's absurd. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's wild. But yeah, this would be like the, uh, the, the heavenly part of the... Heavenly part of the journey, because it's literally something she's... She she's never seen anything like this. It's yeah. so beautiful. This celebration of life and just everything that's good. Yeah. And she kind of needs that going into, you know, pretty much literal hell later. Uh-huh. We see our first uh, force time. It's like FaceTime, but through the force. FaceTime through the force. Damn. Canada closing their borders, too. Is 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 anyone like? How's the pizza business? Like what? Like people still buying pizza? I feel like the world's shutting down. Like, Yo, I ass. we were pretty busy yesterday. Really? Not gonna lie. Yeah. I feel like. Well, honestly, I feel like more people are probably ordering food right around now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Than normal. But like, it feels like the world is shutting down. Like, oh my god! It feels like 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 I remember four days ago. I was just sitting upstairs in my recliner. It felt like there was like. Like everyone just felt hopeless. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I know. It's the like, energy was bad. It's just the strain of the flu, right? <laughs> yeah, like, what, what the f- is the world gonna end? Like, that very interesting. Kylo Ren snatches the necklace off of Rey through oh, the Force yeah. time. Yeah, 
that becomes very important. How do you feel about them being able to pass objects through the Force? The Force, I feel like, is known to have so incredibly mystic powers that new ones seem to appear all the time. Like, we never f- know what the full ca- capacity The full capacity of it is. Of it are. And if the full capacity could just be everything. But, like, there are always new nuances that they bring into the movies that show how the Force operates that I think helps us create a fuller picture of it. But, like, at the same time, we can't always predict it. I've never seen anything like that happen. In order for that to happen, it seems like you'd have to... You, they'd have to. They'd have to be the dyad and the force, like they are. Yeah, they'd have to have some pre-existing, like ultimate on, like, sort of power. Yeah, well, not not even that, but just like a pre-existing ontological, like like tie. There's something about gotcha. each of them in their existence that is like tied to one another. Tied to one another inevitably, which means that they can interact with one another, but only specifically them, because. To, they'd have to justify teleportation otherwise. Yeah, exactly. Of course, we were just introduced or reintroduced to uh, Lando Calrissian, the smoothest motherfucker in the galaxy. Oh yeah. Are whoa, they, whoa, whoa! What have we here? Have they have they confirmed that they're doing a TV show with him? They have not. But Billy D looks good as hell, man. <laughs> he could absolutely do a show. Yeah. He could do a show and be Lando. He could keep being Lando. Oh yeah. And it was yeah. so, and I love Wookie stands out in a crowd and <laughs> he comes up he's like get in here Chewbacca like <laughs> <laughs> and then I like the idea that Lando and Luke were running around searching for Sith acolytes and just kind of fighting mm-hmm. crime together like yeah. they were just like heroes yeah that is kind of dope that's a, that's an interesting combo that I like a lot uh-huh. Lando and Luke <laughs> and then that that part right there was uh, always funny to me. Especially the first time I watched it where uh, Lando goes, give Leia my love. <laughs> and then Ray goes, you should give it to her yourself. <laughs> you should give it to her yourself. <laughs> and every time I hear it, I'm just like, man, you straight up told Lando to fuck Leia. <laughs> In the weirdest way possible, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that little part, too, where Poe opens up that box and Finn's like, How'd you know how to do that? Nah. <laughs> he's like, he's like, he's like how, how you know how to hot wire a speeder? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then this is that speeder chase I was telling you, I was talking about earlier, where the uh, never underestimated droid oh, okay, pops okay. back up. I watched a little clip on how they made this scene possible. Really, it's. Just abs- like this is I mostly. Think I, I think I've seen. Is it like one of those like ones where the director breaks it down? Or something? Mm-hmm, yeah, pretty much. I don't remember much from it, but dude, I'm. It's just I. I can't even explain it. I have no idea how it, how they do no, it. No, it's incredible. What they do is fucking art. What's also fascinating is they took a green screen out to the desert in Jordan Damn. to to make this because the natural lighting of the desert in Jordan was better than anything they could fabricate in a studio. Yeah. But I mean, look at it. Like it's, it's gorgeous. Excellent job, sir. Terrible job, sir. Like this is what movie making is. Exactly. And it's oh, it's fucking beautiful. Lighting it's just is so, so satisfying to watch. Lighting is so important in a movie. Never, never underestimated droid. She throws that line out there right now. Kra kra kra. 
Damn. <laughs> yep. BB-8 came in clutch. Hell yeah. They fly now? They fly now. How do you feel about that line? Um, it's pretty much the worst line in the fucking movie. Can I? Can we agree on that? Oh. Where the yeah. jet trooper starts flying and the Chewbacca yeah. looks back. He's like, well, I mean, And then c 3 is like, they fly now. Finn's like, they fly now? <laughs> Poe's like, they fly now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's definitely one of the one of the typical ones, but got to have them. <laughs> yeah. I love me a good Finn woo. Yeah. Finn, there's nobody that gets excited quite like Finn does. <laughs> He's very fun to watch. Finn is fun to watch, yeah. He's, he's so he's got, instant, he's he's so instantly likable. Exactly. And here we spot Ochi's ship, the uh, Sith Acolyte, who is loyal to Palpatine. So at this point, I think th- I think we're about to come up on another Yeah, very another integral part. Yeah. Pretty much this whole scene when they start sinking, right? Yeah. So So at this point, what's happened is... They've reestablished Ray and Kylo Ren's connection and even deepened it. They have they have probably accurately portrayed the uh struggles of the rebellion at this point. Or yes. um resistance. Resistance. Um what else have they done? In this movie? Yeah, up to this point. Uh, they've established just where Kylo and Rey are in their journeys. They're start. They're coming closer and closer together. They're about to unite by the end of this whole sequence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, that was and the scene I where remember, Finn's sinking. He yeah. said, uh, <laughs> "I never told you." I. <laughs> I remember seeing that and going, "Well, our our, our heroes are dead. What do we do now?" <laughs> <laughs> I. Uh... I feel I felt like what's about to happen with um that's the part where they take Chewie this is the part where they take Chewie right? yeah, yeah by the end of this um that felt like I don't know it felt like they were going big quickly oh the extremely fir- the first quickly. time that I watched it and it felt almost too big to be true at that point like. Yeah, Chewy? I was like, I was like, I was Chewy. like, Chewy. I was like, yo, Chewy. wait, y'all just had Ray kill Chewbacca? Chewie, that is ridiculous. That don't make no sense. But I was also like, in that moment, I made my peace with it. Oh yeah, I was like, you know what? In the grand scheme of things, when you look back on the story, it might become even more meaningful that Ray accidentally killed Chewbacca. Yeah. Like that's just like you're. It's called Star Wars. You're at war. There's gonna be a casualty or two that's pretty unmeaningful. Yeah. Yeah. And that one was meaningful on it. It would have been meaningful in its own right, but like, yeah. it would have been like, holy shit. That's, a, that's actually something that's true about Attack on Titan. That's why I like it a lot too, is because it's like, it's it's a it's a ongoing war too. Mm-hmm. Like that's kind of the base of it. But it's they they really lean into the meaningless deaths. Like they will yeah. kill you with like this. Like people that you like were just getting comfortable with. Dead. You're just like, ah, oh, damn man. Fuck. <laughs> But like when when I feel like Star Wars, honestly, like they do a, quite a bit of that of those like just like 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 sen- later with Hux. non sentimental, unmeaningful deaths that are mm-hmm. just symbol symbolic of the war. But like, I feel like they could do more of that. I feel like they they could stand to benefit from some of that. And here they discover Ochi's bones, and uh, Ray will find the dagger that has the location of a wayfinder inscripted on it. Oh yeah. How do you uh do you understand this dagger? Um 
What do you mean? Like, do you understand how it works? Like, no. Okay, so, and it's, I, I had a tough time with it too, and I had to like look into it and figure it out. But the way that I have now decided in my own head canon that this thing works is that the dagger itself has always existed. It's an ancient Sith, uh, ancient Sith dagger. Uh-huh. But. Ochi inscribed the location of the Wayfinder on it and also made the modifications for someone to eventually be able to find it. Because so, people were, like, confused about how an ancient dagger could possibly lead to the Death Star 2, which is yeah. crashed on a, a moon of Endor. Uh, like, how could an ancient dagger possibly have predicted that? Yeah, right. To the exact point. Yeah. And it's because the ancient dagger <clears throat> always existed, but Ochi came into possession of it okay. and fucked with it to make it... Okay. Here's an extremely important part where she faces down the uh, giant snake thing. Reminds me of the thing from Harry Potter. The, uh, shit, what's it called? Obelisk? No. It's something. The, um. The big, the big fucking. <laughs> yeah. The big um, fucking snake thing. You know well, what I'm it's, a, it's a Horcrux. It's a, I forget its name though. Yeah. But. This scene, it's, uh, it's it's very important because, like, in many stories, the he- the protagonist, the hero, is the monster slayer. She shows here that she's the monster healer. Well, that's the thing about the Force. It's a connection between all living beings. And that's what it's always been about. This, to me, even harkens back to the original trilogy when Luke trusted in the... Uh, or, like, when... They help. They were okay with receiving help with the from the Ewoks. Mm-hmm. Like it's just like being one with everything. Like it doesn't matter. Yeah. And we see uh, the second instance of force healing in live action Star Wars because two days before this movie was released, there was an episode of The Mandalorian in which Baby Yoda uses force healing. Oh, shit. Two days before the release of this movie, which obviously is not a coincidence. They yeah. were like, we want to introduce this at least a little bit before you yeah. walk into the movie Clearly. and see this. Yeah. And that's also important, the explanation of it, transferring some of your life force mm-hmm. to heal someone. Because that means she can't just go about doing it willy-nilly. Like, yeah. She can't just be like, oh, just kidding, you're alive now. You're alive. <laughs> Everybody lives. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, if she did that, she'd die. <laughs> yeah. Pretty quickly. We just got that shot of the Knights of Ren standing on top of a cliff looking places. Like, <laughs> what, what the are the they fuck? doing? Fucking ghouls, man. <laughs> fucking ghouls. And then we have this in a classic Star Wars fashion where the Force connected just has to wander off in a different direction. Because they feel so inclined to. Luke did it on Endor when he went to go confront Darth Vader and the Emperor. Obi-Wan did it when he left Luke to go confront Vader and A New Hope. Mm-hmm. It's just something that happens. They just, they're just they like, oh shit, sorry, I'm feeling something this way. I gotta go that way. Yeah, you guys go. keep going. <laughs> Oscar Isaac is a cute fucking dude. <laughs> God, that's a beautiful man. 
John Boyega is a he's a pretty dude too. And like, right here we we realize that there's something up with Finn, like force wise. Yeah. Because Ray Ray's walking out there and Poe's like, "Where's she going?" And he's like, he just doesn't even look at her, doesn't see anything, and he goes, "It's Ren." It's Ren. And he just fucking knew. Right there, I thought Chewie was going to get got by a knights of, by a knight of Ren. Me too. I was like, damn, are they really going to have Chewie go out at the hands of a knight of Ren? Then that would make them more meaningful. <laughs> then it would mean that would mean they meant something to the story. Yeah. Kylo Ren, master of the knights of Ren. It's my Snoke. <laughs> I feel pretty good about it. This is. This is a fucking good scene. This is. This TIE fighter. Is this in the. This is probably in the uh, desert in Jordan, too. I'd imagine so. Right there. It's Ren. But yeah, it's. We find Chewie back here getting arrested by some Knights of Ren, which turns out they're. They're the feds. They're not even just executioners. Like they're just like you know what, Chewie, you're arrested. Come yeah. here. I know I'm a knight of Ren and everything. Yeah, we're supposed turn, to be ruthless, ruthless warriors, but come here. Turn you over. Ray is one of my favorite protagonists in any movie ever, simply because of all the bad things I've ever heard about the sequel trilogy. Everything that's ever been said to be wrong with the sequel trilogy, I've never heard a single bad thing about Rey. That's true. People love Rey. Yeah. It doesn't matter. And, like, her character's designed to be that way. Everyone she meets fucking falls in love with her. Yeah. <laughs> and she looks back like that, like, yeah, I'm about to I'm about to fuck, fuck your shit up, Kylo. Sorry. <laughs> I'm gonna do a backflip real quick. I'm gonna <laughs> saw the wing off your Tie Fighter. Yeah, just just think about this though. Like, what type of precision you gotta hone to fucking. And I also love that Kylo was just gonna fucking run her over. Like that was his plan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, he was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna hit her with a Tie Fighter." <laughs> but, but think, about, I, I would do some dumb shit like that too if I had a Tie Fighter and I'm running at something. I'm like, well, I'm gonna fucking try to hit you first. Well, shit. Every time I've ever fought this person hand to hand, they beat my fucking ass for some reason. <laughs> of course, we gotta have Finn yelling Ray. It's not really a Star Wars movie in the sequel trilogy without Finn yelling Ray at the top of his lungs that's, multiple times. That's also true. This shit right here, bro. She stopped a transport from leaving the atmosphere, and then Kylo does a tug of war with her. They're more powerful than anybody we've ever seen. That's a whole fucking carrier. Like, <laughs> this shit's funny to me right here, where Kylo, where Kylo's about to stick his hand up. It's like someone on set was like, Adam, and strike a pose. <laughs> <laughs> Watch this. <laughs> he's fucking yeah. he stuck yeah. his hand out like that it's cause he's fucking Adam Driver I have to think this shit would have been so funny to film because they're not sticking their hand like anytime they use the force or like force lightning I always think it's it had to have been funny on set because you're just sticking your hand out like Arr. no everyone's in the moment but everyone's this right fucking... here what we're about to see from Ray is very very important she shoots that lightning out of her hand and blows up that carrier. 
Oh, man. I know Chewie's not in there, and it okay. still fucking hits. Okay, this is the problem that I have with this part of this movie, I feel like. Go ahead. Well, that I initially, like, all of these feelings were very initial. This movie had a very weird first impression. I mean, I, I did not like it. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I didn't Cause not I, like I, it. I, I was just kind of like, like eh. Yeah, I was like, yeah. But, like, think that it feels like they just bogarted three entirely big moments. Oh, like, right in the middle here. Individually separate big moments into the past five minutes, it seems. Revealing that, that, um, um, Finn has a connection to the Force. Yeah, but you could argue that that was a big reveal that they didn't fully go they, into. They didn't. They didn't. That's fair. Um, and then they have uh, Chewie. Ray, yeah, Ray kill Chewie. Yeah, presumably. Ray, Ray, kill, Ray kill Chewie, and then they have um, like the connection of Ray to Palpatine. Yeah, coming up here in a few minutes. Or, well, no, not like, even that. Well, like yes, but like this is that that foreshadowing. I mm-hmm, feel like, right yeah, now. like those are like all very big things that just like how do they all happen at the same time? Like, and, and not even in terms of discovery, but just like I feel like that progression is it's it's like it's like that hyperspeed progress. Like it's like yeah, they and draw things there's another one. Zoom, there's another one of those down. later on in the movie where it's yeah. very like holy shit, that was like three huge scenes yeah. in a row. Yeah. And we'll get to that one when they pop up. But uh it's not really a Star Wars movie without them infiltrating a star destroyer somehow. That's also true. They've got to get on one at some point. <laughs> They've got to get on an imperial ship. <clears throat> Yeah, we had a Chewy death tease for like ninety seconds, and they're like, "Psych, yeah. Chewy's alive." Yeah, and then th- that double back too. I was just like, Wait. "I was like, man, like you should have at least held it out until later when Ray realizes exactly. Chewy's alive." Exactly. When Ray's like, oh, "Chewy, like he's still alive." Like uh-huh. that's when we should have found out Chewy was still alive. Yeah. But uh, there's a scene from the novelization of the Rise of Skywalker mm-hmm. where Chewy is being held on that carry or that that ship that they're on yeah and kylo ren comes and pays him a visit in his cell and is like i remember you you and he was like you shot me i haven't i, I haven't forgotten that you shot me da, 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 da. and then uh he tries to extract information out of chewie's head uh-huh. but when he goes to extract information out of chewie's head all he sees are memories of uncle chewie when he was little ben <laughs> Like teaching him how to to, to fly, <laughs> to teach him how to fly uh, the fucking ships and stuff, and yeah, like uh, teaching him how to walk. You remember, like, um, like you just remembered all like wait. Chewie holding him when he was little, like, wow, <laughs> just saw all those things. I was like, why do you cut that out of the movie? Yeah, that I, could have been one of the best scenes. Yeah, that would have been really dope. I also love this part right here where Finn's like, hold my hand. (laughs) (laughs) This was a good movie for 3PO. Yeah, it was. I think uh, they made good use of him for the first time really since like episode four. (laughs) Honestly. And he he plays a very important role in the story and he does it well. You see the the red and the blue, that was... It's it's a cool contrast there. We have BB-8 find Dio here. Who is actually voiced by J.J. Abrams. Dio. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> I like the little 
hurt puppy droid thing, though. Yeah. I'm cool with them introducing as many droids as they want. I don't really care. Oh, yeah, no, droids are dope. George Lucas always said that the the original trilogy trilogy is told as seen by R2. Like, it's told through the lens of R2. The original what? The original trilogy. It was told through the lens of, like, R2-D2. Like, he's R2-D2 and C-3PO, kind of. Which is why they spent so much time at the beginning of Episode 4 with R2-D2 and C-3PO. Damn. Um, Got Poe back on Kajimi. I feel like the diversity of droids, especially in Star Wars, as a point of Star Wars, is really relevant, though, in tying together that idea that all living things are connected. Mm-hmm. Because it's like they even fabricate a existence for these machines. 100%. And regard it as, like, as if they are sentient conscious, because they are. But, like... That's a that's a weird point to be making about AI. Yeah, it is. Especially considering how humans typically orient themselves. That is 100% that. one of the most fascinating things about Star Wars is that there is AI all over the place, but it's perfectly harmonious. Yeah, like, yeah like, exactly. Like droids are, they completely are by their protocol. They do what they're supposed to. Yeah. It's, it's chill. Like we're good. Right. I like the uh, introduction of Zori Bliss here. It's nice to get a little bit more insight into Poe because yeah. we don't know shit about Poe. Like when yeah, no, I got don't. to this movie and I didn't realize we don't know anything about Poe. No, we don't. He just kind of showed up. Like we know we like Poe. We know he's a good leader and mm-hmm. we know he's a badass starfighter pilot. Mm-hmm. But like we didn't, <laughs> we didn't know shit about this guy. No. <laughs> how, do we, how do we trust this guy? <laughs> Ooh, TED Talk. How can we control the coronavirus pandemic? He's got all the answers. Uh, Ted, that guy. (laughs) (laughs) I I enjoy this part a lot, too, where Ray bodies all of them, and Zori's like, you know what? I don't think you care, but you're okay. Yeah. And she's like, I do care. At this moment in time, that's absolutely very important to me. (laughs) 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 She's like, man... I'm, I'd give Damn. anything for someone to just tell me I'm okay right now. <laughs> yeah, not that you care, but I think you're okay. She's like, I care. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I, I just, I, I think I just killed Chewbacca. <laughs> I really need you to tell me that you think I'm okay. Yeah. I, I, I also found like the first time I watched it, I found this very interesting that Zori Bliss was that quickly turned. I was like, oh yeah, no. I was like, she beats well, your I mean, ass, and you're just like, okay. It, I think it had to do a lot with the lightsaber. Like, think about the way that they're regarding lightsaber at this point. That's and, true. They're and, kind of mythic. Yeah. Right. And here we are. And she the saw nice... someone just kick out, like a kick. How many people? How many people was that? Like, she just kicked like at least three or four pe- dudes' ass. Oh, yeah. in like five seconds. Yeah. And then was ready to draw on you, like straight up. Like you know, she's a badass. This is a great sequence here. We got it. We get another great bar scene from Star Wars, and that was John Williams behind the bar, the maestro himself. Oh yeah, Babu Frick, Droid Babarico Black. <laughs> <laughs> I like me some Babu Frick, man. Babu Frick. He's a solid character. I appreciate this introduction. 
And this scene's also very, very important to the entire mm-hmm. movie. With without it, they don't make it to that moon of Endor. Yeah. I just love that Poe was a part of a criminal underworld. Oh yeah, no, it's, it's very think, fitting for him think too. About, it feels right. Think about his edge; like his, it makes perfect sense with the way that he carries himself. It finally, it finally gives him a little bit more Han Solo than we've oh yeah realized. Yeah. Like, I mean, obviously, we were supposed to kind of put them together. Like, the, the he was the ebso facto Han yeah. Solo, but we never really got that. Like, what was the thing about him? Yeah, that made him that way, and it's right. He's got a. He's got a. He's got a past. He's got a past. All we've done. All this time. Perfectly quoting back what Poe said earlier in the movie. And during... Earlier in the movie when they when Poe was saying that, they zoomed in on C- C-3PO mm-hmm. while he was talking to emphasize that, you know, he's going to be... He's really taking this shit in. He's paying attention. Yeah. Taking one last look at his friends. And one thing I really would have wished... I really wish is that they... I mean... This sacrifice for me means less at the end. Oh, yeah. No, like when R2-D2 is like, you got your memory back. And he's like, ah, cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so all that stuff earlier about taking one last look at my friends and stuff was completely meaningless. And, that, like, that's what this this movie does that one too many times. Uh, and the thing is, it's not completely meaningless. He didn't know he was going to be brought back. That's true. That's he, true. He, he was confident that R2-D2's, R2-D2 wasn't going to be able to bring him back. Yeah. So his sacrifice still means something. He really thought he wasn't coming back from that. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I just had an idea. There's something else we could try. <laughs> Bobu Frick's like, nah. Uh, he's like, Dendo. It's funny. The uh, the uh, puppeteer for the mouth of Babu Frick is the person doing the voice as well. Huh. Fun fact. Interesting voice talent. It's a woman, too. I'm Babu Frick. Uh-huh. <laughs> <coughs> I want some more Poe and Zori, man. This movie, what sucks about this trilogy is I feel like I officially just like fell in love with Poe, Finn, and Ray. Yeah. Hardcore. Like this movie really made yeah. them for me. And now it's over. Like they're yeah. not back. Like they finally got there and I'm like, ah. Because like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to see more of this. I want to know more about Poe. I want to see yeah. where Finn goes. Like I'm pretty confident that Ray's story ha- has places to go but hers was relatively well wrapped up for what it was yeah it was i mean poe and finn just kind of along for the ride which kind of sucks but that's kind of, when you think about it that's kind of how han solo was back in the day and they ended up giving him a much more meaningful storyline with the sequel trilogy wait what was that I was talking about how Han Solo was kind of just along for the ride in the original trilogy even though him and leia had a romance and there yeah. was always that yeah, that love triangle kind of vibe that you got, mm-hmm. but he he wasn't. That was Harrison Ford's problem with the role. Always was that like he was like, I want you guys to kill Han Solo. It's not that I want him to die. It's that I want him to be a part of the story in a meaningful way. Yeah, yeah, right. He's just kind if of you guys just around. keep putting him back out there, it's just gonna lose its. It's hey, gonna he lose fi- its. He flair. finally got it. He like finally got it years later. Yep, got sent out in what ended up being a really good fashion. Yeah. Because, oh, we're about to get to that, but, oh, buddy. Yeah, that was, uh, that was tough. <laughs> Squeaky wheel, fixed. Thank you. 
And here she's having the real realization that uh, her parents have been on Ochi's ship before. Mm-hmm. Ochi's a very interesting little piece to drop in here. Because mm-hmm. he's just like, nobody really gives a fuck about Ochi, but he's extremely important. Oh, the red eye 3PO. That's mean. And I remember the first time that I watched this, I was kind of like, man, what the hell is this? Like with the uh, the dagger, yeah. like pulling up to the Death Star and being like, pulling that shit out and being like, yep, all right. Yep. And I was like, I was like, what? <laughs> and, but going back and listening, he, he does specifically say from this place, uh-huh. from this specific coordinate, from this southern shore, yeah. only this blade tells. So it's pretty evident that she he gave them all the, informa- all right. the information they needed. Right. See, that's when we should have realized that Chewie's still alive. Yeah. Is the, uh... Is Ray realizing that Chewie's still alive. See, 3PO, human-cyborg relations. And you are? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Hello, I'm Bobble. They're like, we're in the middle of a fucking war. Catch <laughs> this man up. Yeah, yeah, fuck, <laughs> fucking dude, we've been friends for years. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I like the design of Kajimi, too feels very uh mm-hmm. very original trilogy for me. Yeah. It feels very fitting. And I do like that the uh sequel trilogy is is an evolution of the original trilogy because yeah. it wouldn't make sense for it to be an evolution of the prequel trilogy. No. And... <laughs> Can oh. I kiss you? I don't know why Zori never gave my homie Poe a kiss this movie. Mm, mm, mm. Yo, they were like, we can't take your helmet off, Zori. You're going to have to leave it on. We can't get a kiss. <laughs> yeah, we can't get a kiss. Like, you know how much it costs to make this? No, you're not taking it off. <laughs> they were like, let's take this ship on up to the Star Destroyer. Yep, they're like, all right, we're going into battle. <laughs> Everybody ready? Just us and the little cruiser <laughs> going up to the Destroyer. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to get destroyed. Run, run into the destroyer. Run real yeah. quick. <laughs> but yeah, it's it just pulled up, landed. It's funny, later I think General Pride looks at it and he's like, who the fuck ship is this? Why is this here? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what are they, what's up, stormtroopers? Yeah, they just come out How fucking... How you living? Come out fucking blazing. We get a... We get Ray's certified Jedi mind trick moment here. Luke oh, has yeah. one. Luke had one in Return of the Jedi, where he's talking to Bid Fortuna. He's like, "Take me to your leader." <laughs> Obi Wan, obviously, in the first one. These are not the droids you are looking for. <laughs> it's okay that you're here. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. <laughs> Thank you goodness you're here. That's so fucking funny. I like that. Uh, I, and I saw like the the idea for three PO wearing Chewbacca's like uh, wearing Chewbacca stuff. Yeah, and I thought like we were gonna get like three PO firing that fucking bowcaster. <laughs> I was like, what? Oh shit! <laughs> How's that even gonna work? Yeah. And then again, Ray 
senses something. She's like, guys, I have to walk a different direction than you. It's very important to me. Don't ask any questions. Leave. <laughs> it's also uh, interesting how the stormtroopers are kind of known as a meme. They're they're oh, kind yeah. of a goof. They're just kind of fucking like every time you see, it's good. Thank God you're here. <laughs> like yeah. stuff like that. Like, but. To see them like actually ransacking a town and like terrorizing the, <laughs> the civilians, it's it always feels foreign because they're supposed to be these goofy fucking just losers who don't yeah, know shit. Exactly. Who are very easy and that's to always that, I, mean, I think that's always been the symbolism there. Yeah, is that they have all this they have all the power to treat you how they want, but it's because they're they've given into the system. Mm-hmm. Or not given in, but been bred into the system. Literally. Man, I'm not going to lie. I know stormtroopers have always been bad at shooting, never been good bar- marksmen. Yeah. This movie, man, <laughs> they are bad, they're, bad. They're picking them off. Like, I think this is the first time I've ever seen someone get shot by a stormtrooper. <laughs> <laughs> you got you got Finn yelling a name again, which you have to have. Yeah. No one yells quite like John Boyega. Oh, no. Okay. That's Chewie's little... (laughs) Chewie's little mumble there is, okay, (laughs) sorry. (laughs) Yo, so this is Kylo Ren's bedroom. What? (laughs) (laughs) Why on earth would you want to live in that bedroom? That fucking sucks. It's just, it's got a bunch of, like, artifacts in it, and, like, that's his decor. He's like Darth Vader's melted mask. <laughs> That's a... I'm pretty sure he's got some. He's got a bunch of random shit in there. I'd like to look into what el- what all he has. And then it's just like daggers sitting on the table. Daggers sitting on the table. This is one of the cooler lightsaber battles we have like, oh, yeah. ever. Simply because they are not in the same place. No. <laughs> they are in two different locations yeah. entirely, and they are having a they lightsaber keep expanding, battle. They keep expanding the parameters of what the Force is about. I really fuck with the mask like that, too. With the red. It's just, it's oh, just yeah. different. No, it is. It's just different. It's Kylo Ren at his full strength. We get a Kylo Ren's from a certain point of view moment. He's like, I did tell you your parents were no one, but it's because they chose to be no one. Mm-hmm. I'm going to let you in on the secret. I'm going to come meet you. <laughs> <laughs> and Kylo's lightsaber is even more representative of him. Oh, All yeah. All frayed and fucked up and just yeah. out of control. Yeah. I love that Jodie Comer is now a part of the Star Wars universe as Rey's mom. She plays Villanelle in Killing Eve. Mm. She's a great actress. In this movie, Kylo Ren is not fucking around. Oh, not God. when it comes to the lightsaber battles. He's like, you've bested me a few too many times. I've got this shit now. 
This is also interesting to me because how do they decide what falls through the force connection? <laughs> Just like random shits like, oh, that fell on the ground. Well, now it's in the other place. Hmm. What sucks, Kajimi gets blown up. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what happens to Darth Vader's mask? Just lands on the surface at Kajimi. Wait, Remember? it just did? No, it does. Oh, okay. It's about to. Yeah, it's gone forever. <laughs> Seems pretty unceremonious. <laughs> Ochi's an ugly motherfucker. And Ochi's like, you know what? Fine. Guess I have to kill you. Guess I have to kill you. Pretty fucked up. Yeah, see, look. Vader's helmet falls and lands on Kajimi, and then Kajimi gets blown up, and Darth Vader's helmet is nowhere to be seen. <laughs> so, I think Darth Vader's helmet's gone forever, <laughs> which would be fine. Well, if... he got the necessary information from it. Yeah. She's in my quarters. Get my ship. <laughs> Lock down the ship. Damn it. I don't know it word for word yet. Sorry. <laughs> you know, this is a six great... watches in. I think I think you got you it. I think I'd have it. This is great. Hawks is like, can I do the honors myself? <laughs> <laughs> I love that even when Finn thinks he's about to die, he's like, no, I'm not going to tell you, Bo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the spy. I'm the spy. <laughs> I love their reaction, too. <laughs> but you did not. Pose, what? <laughs> he was so excited. He was, like, elated. God, the bowcaster is a fucking dope weapon. It is. Uh-oh. Guess who's back? Kylo Ren. <laughs> Kylo's back. <laughs> Tell your friends. <laughs> yes, there they are. Shoot me. This shit's funny as hell. <laughs> <laughs> he points it at his leg and it's just like, fuck you, dude. This is how petty Hawks is. He is integral to a intergalactic war. <laughs> and he goes, and this motherfucker just wants to see Kylo and he was crash just like, and burn. He was just like, man, fuck my boss. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever looked into... Uh, not the time to bring it up. This is an important scene. This is another one of those integral moments. Yes. We have Kylo about to divulge to Rey that you have her you have his power you're a palpatine <laughs> adam driver was just a perfect choice for kylo ren oh yeah he's got the imposing physique that matches it perfectly and kylo i mean adam driver is just such a talented actor his mask acting it's impeccable you oh. always know what he's feeling mm-hmm. and he's always wearing a mask how how does he do it? How did she get there? <laughs> I thought diet was spelled with an I. 
I did too. And then I saw that in the subtitles and I was like, shit, okay. <laughs> but yeah, they're a dyad in the force, which let me hear your uh your uh, take on what a dyad in the force is. Do you have anything? No, I mean I think that's what we're experiencing is that through their battles is that that what the meaning of that dyad is. The connection of them growing stronger and stronger. Yeah. Their ability to coexist throughout the universe despite distance I feel like describes that dyad and see a lot of people how do you feel about the romance of Ray and I, Kylo I didn't like it you don't like it I thought it was sudden it was they should have done more to fledge that out there are better dudes I'm not gonna, like I know Kylo Ren redeems himself well, but it, and Come on, I'll, I'll, Ray. I'll, I have I have an explanation that I, I've I've made in my own head canon. Okay, because here's the thing: Kylo Ren, fuck Kylo Ren for Ray. Right, not right, not this good. Dude Kylo's, you. Kylo's shit, where he's like, he's like, you're nothing. You mean nothing. You're nothing to the story, but yeah. not to me. That's bullshit. That does that's not cool. You can say shit yeah. like that. But the thing about it is. <laughs> This isn't a, yeah, and then that's the unceremonious killing of Hux. Yeah. The one where it's just a casualty of war. This guy betrayed us, he's fucking dead. I love how, I wonder how they knew. Well, I think Pride was just like, oh, you came back with a fucking limp. And they did like a whole fucking escape that they yeah. had coordinated. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, with their... With their romance between Ray and Kylo, the way I always looked at it was that it's not a normal romance, obviously. It is a very mythological Star Wars <laughs> romance. And yeah. just that, like, the dyad and the force, what I interpret it to be is that it genuinely just... There is no human way to really express that deep of a connection like yeah. the dyad and the force other yeah. than feeling like it's an immense love. So I think she felt a great connection to the good side of Ben Solo, which mm -hmm. is positive, which is is possible through the force, yeah. which sucks because we never really see it. Yeah. But that is who she like without ever actually meeting Ben Solo. She pretty much fell in love with Ben Solo. Yeah, right. Which just shows how connected they are. That's like, and that, that's how I rationalize it in my head. Yeah. Now we're heading to uh, the Endor system, where the old wars ended. I love the lighting on Endor. Ooh, it's beautiful. I read that the, uh, or I'm pretty sure this is just another moon of Endor, just like in Return of the Jedi. Like, uh, when are we actually going to go to Endor? <laughs> Maybe never. Ah. Seeing the crash Death Star was fucking cool. The fucking ocean looks incredible. Bad place from an old wall. <laughs> yeah, and then Ray lines up that shit perfectly with... With the uh, yeah. the wreckage of the Death Star. And it's a weird hilt, and it makes more sense when... Yeah, like it perfectly lines up. Yeah, finding that spot... 
Yeah, I don't know how that happened, but. And that, yeah, and that's the tough thing about this movie is you've just kind of got to be okay with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and I understand if you you don't like it because you're just kind of like, I. I never would have did that. Well, yeah, like I, to introduce an artifact like that. It's also a Jedi, so seems kind of pointless. But I'm okay with it. One of my old. Yeah, I love that part. Three PO's got some good jokes in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> oh, Babu Frick, he's one of my oldest friends. <laughs> we'll go tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, we ain't got time for that. What makes you think I'm going tomorrow? How you feel about Jana? Uh, I mean, I don't feel any way particularly. I think she's a useful addition to the story. I think she's got a lot of potential. Yeah. Could be a really cool character. I I, I hope, I like, there's a lot of side characters from the sequel trilogy that I think they could f- flesh out entire stories mm-hmm. for, and it could be really good. Like, I think yeah. Zori Bliss and their whole uh, criminal underworld on Kojimi could probably be a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> Janna, Janna and Lando, which they get to at the end of this movie. I mean, and I, I still want to, and Rose from The Last Jedi, like, yeah, she they got her story going. I feel like we could probably get some more good shit out of her. But like that's also kind of how Star Wars goes: is that they'll, they'll figure they'll they'll add in people where they're needed. You know? Yeah, that's true. Big big thing. Like a lot of people get involved in the war. That's true. I also like this idea that Janna is also a former stormtrooper oh, who's yeah. but. The thing for me that's kind of hard is that an entire battalion put down their weapons. Mm-hmm. So, like, an entire group of stormtroopers felt a connection to the Force and put down their weapons. Yeah. Do you think that's the Force acting on them? Or did the Force lead all of those Force-sensitive children to the first order to be in the same battalion because <laughs> like that's always the thing is the force works in its ways you know yeah so i don't know honestly i feel like it has a lot it probably goes a lot deeper in some way and that's what they're alluding to with that a lot with that anomaly i get you and we we still don't know because they still haven't officially revealed that she's lando Calrissian's. Daughter, yeah. Daughter, right. But there, it, it is pretty much understood that Lando's daughter was taken by the First Order and became a stormtrooper. Okay. Then, or was presume presumably became a stormtrooper. Yeah. So it's it's not unreasonable to think that they're the same. That, yeah. That's the daughter. But uh, I mean, and I like that. I, I've heard complaints about like, oh, why is everybody always got to be somebody's kid? But it's like that's true. why why that, that was my immediate reaction. And like I get that for sure, but like why why wouldn't it be? Right. <laughs> like, right. Why does it matter? Like, why does it matter? Yeah. What, what if so what it's Lando's kid. <laughs> that doesn't that doesn't mean anything besides Lando's gonna be in the story and why don't you want that? Yeah, like, right. <laughs> like it's just it, it doesn't make sense to me. But I I think there's there's potential there to find out where or I mean it wouldn't take long to figure out where Jana's from if no. if it is Lando's daughter. Because <laughs> Lando would be like, well, I had my kid here. 
<laughs> There's where you're from, kid. Let's find out. That shit was kind of like, I feel like that was a, kind of harsh from Finn. Yeah. Or Poe's like, Poe's kind of like, yo, you can't do that. And he's like, I'm not Leia. And Finn's like, that's for damn sure. I'm like, oh, damn. <laughs> yo, don't say that to Poe. God damn. Well, I mean, po, he, Poe's, inheriting, a, Poe's inheriting that mantle. He's got a different type of leadership. He does, but he's been groomed by Leia. He pretty much leads in the same way Leia does, or the way she did when she was young. Because he can never get his head out of his cockpit. That's a Carrie Fisher original line there, too, from The Last <laughs> Jedi. She was like, get your head out of your cockpit. And that was her idea. <laughs> can you imagine if Ray just like fell there and that was it? <laughs> it was like the end of the movie. <laughs> They're like, and the end. The credits roll's like, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> what if they did that like on the uh, the Fallen Order? The, oh my goodness. They, every time he dies, it's dun, 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 There was also the, uh, the complaint from people that how can a child who grew up on a uh, sand planet possibly be able to skim water like that? Jedi. She's a Jedi. Yeah, that's all. And that's like that's the, that's the good thing about the Star Wars universe for the writers yeah. is anything that's kind of like, oh, how do we explain that? It's the will of the Force. Like, it's yeah, just, it's the will of the Force. The Force wanted it to be that way, so it was. Like, <laughs> and that sucks when that is when it's yeah. like big things. But I don't mind it don't for a lot of stuff. That's dope. Seeing this in the Emperor's throne room, uh-huh. the wreckage, and they like perfectly modeled it so that it would represent perfectly the torn down version of it. Yeah. There's the the Empire's throne and those doors just open up to her again just the will of the force. Just the will of the force or her connection to Palpatine. Yeah, yeah, her connection to the force mm-hmm. is what was most important there because Ochi could never get in that door, which yeah. is why he made that dagger in the first place. Right. And right here we uh we see Dark Ray. We get Dark Ray. I kinda want more Dark Ray. <laughs> Dark Ray's dope. This place is also very, very similar to where she was in The Last Jedi. Seeing her reflection everywhere. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It's very like it, it it's I also think it's interesting that the Holocron just like floats there. I'll take that. <laughs> I'll take that. Indiana Jones, a boulder starts ru- <laughs> rumbling down towards her. <laughs> That's scarier than any fucking boulder, man. Oh, yeah. Doesn't she look, like, weirdly skinny? Yeah. Like, do you think they emphasize the fact that, like, she had... Or, like, they tried to slim down her face to make it seem like she was more Emperor Palpatine-esque. Uh-huh. I forgot about this part. He just pops up here. I, I didn't like that either. That I mean, I, I don't mind it. I shouldn't say I didn't like it. But it's I, I was the first time I saw that, I was like, is this like a vision? Like, why yeah. is he here? Just pops up out of nowhere. 
this whole scene is Kylo trying to rationalize it for himself. Mm-hmm. Not even really trying to convince Ray to come to the dark side. He's like, well, well, now you know you're Palpatine, so you have to join me. Like, you yeah. can't, I can't, I can't come to you. You have to come to me. Yeah. And that's part of what's sad about Kylo is he, I mean, fuck Kylo, frankly, but, <laughs> but there is a sadness to any sort of tortured human who does something like that. Oh, yeah. That's why Kylo was a little bitch. Yo, but in this, in this movie, he hits his stride, man. I like Kylo in this movie a lot. Still a little bitch. Oh, still a little bitch. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I do uh, find it interesting that this was some of the footage they just had of Carrie Fisher. Yeah. I've grown to appreciate that moment, too. Mm-hmm. Because the first time I watched it, I was like... Really? Like, they're just having Maz narrate this little part? Like, oh, she knows everything somehow. (laughs) (laughs) But now it's just kind of like, okay. I'm not as... I I was so critical and questioning everything the first time I watched this. And the second time I watched it, I just let it hit me. And I was like, yo, that was actually really fucking good. This is kind of... Another Finn yell. This is kind of the scene. This is the scene. We're starting this uh, battle out on the water, which is a perfect perfect juxtaposition of the Anakin Obi-Wan fight on Mustafar with all the hot lava and fire surrounding them. Yeah. And then this is the representation of Poseidon in the Greek mythology story. Tumultuous waters, a time of immense change. Yeah. Because something big is about to change, right? Yeah. Yeah, we never... Never had we seen Ray bested by Kylo Mm-mm. in a lightsaber fight. I appreciate Finn, man, but he's a good friend. Ah, oh, he's a great friend. He wants to protect Ray with all his heart, but Ray can handle herself, man. She's good. She's basically a superhero. Oh yeah. She, like, flew there, and then Kylo's like, nah, fuck that. Uh I'm a walk through this wave. (laughs) God, that's so cool. You know how much water had to be dumping on them? For them to have captured, for them to have actually been able to capture the fact that water was pouring on them? Yeah, he's soaked. I love the brute force with which Kylo swings his lightsaber like he's fuck grace forget all this elegant weapon from a much more civilized time Uh my thing is my lightsaber is absolutely raging just as my fighting style (laughs) yeah no it's a tight kind of thing that they did there and she's trying everything she can and kylo's like nah i got you this time like what you gonna do now Looking at a side-by-side photo of Adam Driver from Force Awakens to Adam Driver in The Rise of Skywalker, they did a really good job of making him look really young in The really? Force Awakens. Really? He looks like a boy compared to this movie. <laughs> He's had his arc. 
and then we have Leia connecting to uh, connecting to Kylo here. Which, uh, the way that I interpreted this is that she did the same thing Luke did. Yeah. So she's there mm-hmm. to Kylo. That's how you do it. Don't leave no hesitation. Yeah, Ray was. She's like, shit. <laughs> She's like, shit, I just killed this guy. Leia died at the same time. Is that a coincidence? <laughs> She's such a good actress, man. Yeah. Ah, the little shimmy so from R2 and the sorrow. This moment, this moment where Ray kills Kylo Ren and Leia simultaneously dies is meant to symbolize sort of the significance of the familial bond. Because it's like, this idea of connection between the force and this idea of the connection particularly of their life forces I feel like symbolized is sort of like what Leia's life force what's just happened to her like yes. this is like think like as a as a parent to Kylo Ren like what's your what's your investment into the fight between Rey and Kylo Ren getting him back to being Ben but then it's almost like as soon as she stabs him, it's like, ah, shit. Yeah, it's like that's like that's the end for her. Like that's the end where she's like, he's that's really the lost. death of me. He's really lo- yeah, right. And I love that she heals him, and he's just bewildered. And so, like, this was just weird to me, too, though, because I feel like Kylo Ren went from 10 to 0 real quick. Real quick. Real quick. Real fucking quick. And I get but, it. Uh, he had the moment with his mom, but he, he didn't even like that woman. Or he he appeared not to. Obviously, deep down, he had some sort of connection or some sort of, like, regard for her. But, like... See, and that, that, that has like been that. a... That has been a common... A common, uh... Fault that has been put onto this movie mm-hmm. is that Kylo's journey to the light side in this movie is too abrupt. Yeah. But they make it seem like it was always going to happen when that was not readily apparent. You didn't think I was, I don't, I don't, I, th- I thought that because that's the tension that they were playing with. They're playing with is Ray going to go to his side or is he going to go to her side? And like for the large, true. for the majority of it, they made Ray, they made it or, seem like made, Ray's going dark. Yeah, well, they made it seem like Ray's going dark, and they made it seem like Ren was so in, steeped into the, the the culture of the dark side that he was either not going to come out, or if he was, oh, it was man. going to end. Like, truly finding out Leia's dead is pretty oh, much yeah. the worst thing ever. Him no, it is. falling to his knees and just growling. Ugh, fucks me up. Hey kid, it's like so. How far into the movie are we right now? We're about an hour and twenty minutes in, and there's another hour left, right? Pretty much. So that's like that's weird. Halfway through the movie, about there, there, he's transferring. He's going over to the light side. Yeah, and pretty much the only thing we ever hear at, we hear him say after this scene is "ow." And so I get it. They're trying to pivot to. 
the Palpatine storyline because it hasn't been nearly as uh, important up to this point. But at the same time, excuse me, I feel like to spend half of the last movie of this trilogy resolving the main conflict of the trilogy that's that's kind of shoehorning it into yeah it is too quickly god and this scene is perfect the scene of han solo coming back to or han, the memory of han solo occurring to ben mhm and they do the scene line by line from Force Awakens what she stood for what she fought for that's not gone (laughs) yeah I like me this scene's probably my favorite in any Star Wars movie (laughs) I know what I have to do but I don't know if I have the strength to do it. And he strokes his face, and he tells him, you do. Just like he did the first time. Except this time, he does what we wanted him to do in 7. Yeah. And he chucks that fucking lightsaber. What if he just, like, killed him again? Oh. I know. God, it's just so good. It's just loaded with all the callbacks. <laughs> he looks at, it looks into his eyes and he goes, Dad. And he's like, I know. Uh, yeah, I, I love that scene. Right. Yeah, no, that's a good one. And ultimately, I think that's the scene that pays off Han Solo's death, too. Uh-huh. But, like... So, but just like think about that though, like it's almost too explicit. Like it, 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 there's so much that's had to happen in this movie that, like, as soon we were just talking about how like they're doing, like the the first half of the movie was the resolving of the conflict that has been the trilogy, but they do that only in order to pivot to Palpatine in the very next scene. Is like, all right, Palpatine, you're back. Like they, they've only been That's a very like, good point. like the first half of the movie, he was at the I beginning. Never, I never, I never considered of the middle, that of the middle, and then here at this part, and like now he's going to be a main presence. I'd never considered the fact that they resolved what is the point of the trilogy halfway through the movie. Yeah. Like, and that's weird. Because you're right. Like, everything that, I mean, everything with Kylo, which was pretty much, in my opinion, the main point of this besides Rey, obviously. Uh huh. Yeah, he's like this storyline's pretty much resolved here. Yeah, and I just feel like that's a it made the movie pace goes feel so odd, and that's why the first time we watched it, we're like, this felt just off somehow. Yeah, and it was because they they treated the 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 story that we've been getting as something smaller than what it, it's it seems like it should have been. But I mean. You, just, you bring a up a really there. valid point there that I had I had not been considering, which is that exactly. Mm-hmm. But there was a lot to accomplish in this movie, though. At the same time, yeah, I mean, J.J. Abrams. It, it, it was never guaranteed that. That's another thing from the beginning of this trilogy. It was never guaranteed to be a trilogy until going into the ninth movie. Yeah, that's true. So at the end of the eighth movie, it was still planned that nine would not be the last one. Yeah. Yeah. So when J.J. Abrams inherits this this mantle that he has to take on, 
how the hell is he supposed to do that <laughs> like yeah. properly? Right. I think he did about as good as you possibly can. Yeah. Because I mean, it's still, uh, it's still, a, it's still an organized and well constructed movie. It's just, it's all term, gas, no terms breaks. Of its resolution for the trilogy, it's not quite su- like sufficient. Yeah. Well, and that's that's just evident in the way they treated Poe and Finn. Just like all the main characters that weren't Ray or Kylo, uh-huh. they they got the short end of the stick, man. They were like, "Sorry, man, <laughs> your story is not going to get resolved." Yeah, and that's just how it is. Yeah, basically. I love when you can tell the droids are like actual models because it it gives it the original trilogy vibe a lot more. Oh yeah, like when they showed Dio. Or, like, in the, I can't remember, I think it was in The Force Awakens, BB-8 and R2-D2 have a scene together, mm. and it's very obvious that this is, like, they changed it up to look more like the original trilogy in that specific scene. Yeah. And I love it every oh, time I see mean, it. Like, like, the color, yeah, no. They, yeah, like, the color and the vibrancy of the, uh, yeah, no, of they, Dio. That, that's why I feel like lighting is so important, because it, 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 this is, the, this is a very original trilogy-esque scene, mm-hmm. and like, the, the they're making that, but then this one you go to, and this is like a very, very big scene. scene. Yeah, we get a uh, Ray on Octu, where she was trained by Luke, destroying Kylo's Tie Fighter, and she's pretty much done. She's like, "I'm, I'm done. This is it for me. Yeah. I'm no longer a Jedi because I'm a Palpatine. I'm a Palpatine. I will be taken to the darkness." And she's like, you know what? I'm going to do as my master did before me and throw my lightsaber. And Luke's like, nah, bitch. (laughs) Nah, nah, bitch. (laughs) A Jedi's weapon deserves more respect, Mm -hmm. which was a big, fuck you, Ryan Johnson. (laughs) (laughs) You should have never made Luke throw his lightsaber over his shoulder because he never would have done that. That's very uncharacteristic. (laughs) Very uncharacteristic. And that's why my first my immediate reaction to this is like, God damn it, Luke's all over the place, isn't he? Like, it's like, is he going to, like, he's supposed to be the wise old man by this point, and this man does not know what the fuck he is doing. Yeah. Like, But the thing is, I've grown to appreciate it from a different angle, too. It's like in The Last Jedi, there was only one thing that could have sent him into something like that. It's what happened. Yeah. But also, I think in terms of writing it into this one, they wanted to make him interesting by having him not be what we all wanted him to be. Yeah. Because, like, you know, like, we're waiting on Luke, and then they finally, like, tease it at the end of The Force, last, Awakens, the Force yeah. Awakens, and then The Last Jedi, it's basically all about that, and then you're just like, wait, this wait, this I thought he like, was going to be Luke. Yeah, I thought he was going to be Luke. This dude just kind of doesn't generally give a fuck anymore. Like, Yeah, and... I do love this scene because it perfectly mirrors Obi-Wan's sit-down chat with him on uh, Dagobah. Mm-hmm. But uh, I've grown to appreciate Luke's storyline as a whole because he went through another hero's journey in The Last Jedi. Yeah. And it was ultimately the last thing he needed to do before he was good, good yeah. to go, you know? Yeah. Which is, yeah, interesting. It, made, it definitely made his arc memorable. Yeah. And uh, it's funny, I watched the documentary on the making of the rise of skywalker which they have as a digital uh not exclusive but extra you can watch it's like two hours long i watched it a couple nights ago do do you have the uh you you buy this digitally Mm -hmm, i bought it yeah how recently a couple days ago that's what i thought they i saw that they uh released this digitally early 
Yeah, they did. Because of coronavirus. Yeah, people people were going to be inside. They were like, yeah. oh, better make that money. Uh, better make that money. No, that's smart. Oh, and this sequence of Leia being trained by Luke. Oh, yeah. Leia's being played by Billy Lord here, her uh, Carrie Fisher's daughter. Oh, shit. And they just kind of digitally augmented her face to try and emulate Carrie, young Carrie Fisher a little more. Yeah. I mean, they captured Mark Hamill perfectly. Yeah. That looks like Luke. Yeah, they do. This looks like Billy Lord with, with uh, some Carrie Fisher. I, I see it, though. Oh, I see it 100%, too. It reminds me a lot of the Rogue One version this of This was actually my favorite scene the first time I watched this movie, I think. I remember seeing this and being like, that was... Oh, when she gets Leia's lightsaber? Yeah, yeah. Like, just this part in general. Like, I was just like, this is like... This, feels this so is the Star soul Wars. of the movie. Yeah, I mean, it, it has to be Scott, Luke Skywalker coming back to speak to Rey. Right. It's the first time we see Luke, the main character of the original mm-hmm. trilogy, yeah. as a Force ghost. That that kind of was weird to me, too, though. How Well, I guess this kind of makes more sense with the analysis we've been doing of this movie and how comparative it is between Rin, Rey and uh, Kylo Ren. But, like, I, I remember being off-put by how, like, they had big moment between Ray, Ray and Kylo. Kylo has, you know, big moment with Han, so- sobering moment with, with Han mm-hmm. because he's, a, he's, he feels like, just like out of control. And then Ray in her own way has, has a sobering moment with Luke, has a sobering moment with Luke where she's doing something out of control. And it was just like, it's like it felt too formulaic, but like, I, get you. I don't, I don't, in the context, I feel like of, of how we've been discussing it, it makes a lot more sense now. Yeah, I agree. But, and uh, on this, the callback to Empire, Empire Strikes Back, how he could never, he couldn't lift that X-wing out of the water, but Yoda could. Yeah. And now in death, he is. I mean, I'm sure he could do that when he was alive. They just yeah. never showed it. Yeah, yeah I'm sure. <laughs> but uh, it's it's arguably even more cool that in mm-hmm. death he can lift objects that are in the wrong worlds. <laughs> the Force just does whatever. Right. It's it whatever, whatever the fuck it wants. You know. As long as you can get to the point of mastery, it will do it for you. And that's really what I feel like it comes down to is like it's it's not based on what this force is. The external qualities of the force aren't aren't they're not constitutive of the capabilities of the force. It's the person who's 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 handling this this energy yeah. Yeah. this power who's who's trying to understand how it works that gets to decide the depths to which they want to use it or can use it. Because it's all about spirituality in the end. It's a mm-hmm. religion. Like, Th- yeah, that's what that's what Jedi. That's yeah. what the entire thing's about. It's a, it's just the religion, and it's just how deeply connected you are to the religion, which allows you to to embody it. Because if if it is religion, then think about it. That means it's ever like what religion doesn't make a claim to just being the nature, the fabric of the universe. Exactly. And we gotta we get this R two D twos getting a transmission from Luke Skywalker's X wing, and Finn's like, "Oh, now do you think this is Finn's just natural intuition or another force, another force intuition thing?" He's like, "It's Ray. She's showing us the way to Exegol, because he's the one who's like, I know." It, it, these all have to be foreshadowing points. Because the only thing it, I can think of sense. is that it's a force, it's a force intuition thing, and because I po, think it's interesting po that they would have said it if it weren't. I feel like exactly the thing is, like for Finn to be like, it's Ray, she's showing us the way to uh, Exegol, and everyone to be like, you know what, you're 100 percent right. Yeah. That has to be it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> 
Like that tells me that there's the force at play because everyone yeah. was immediately on board with it too. They yeah. were like, that's definitely Ray. And then here we have Finn and Poe being the generals and addressing everybody. And I'm like, it's just, we've already come full circle. Oh now. yeah. They, they are running the show now. <laughs> that's our chance. Lando Calrissian. This monologue that Poe has as the uh, rebel music plays while they're all getting ready for battle. Mm -hmm. I like it. I like it a lot. It's a great scene. <laughs> I've always loved the camaraderie of the uh, the rebel scenes. Yeah. Like rebel meetings. It always feels right. I was like, we're about to go into death. Like this shit right here. Leia never gave up. I just like it's it's a corny cheesy scene. It's it's in almost every action movie there is that uh -huh. hype up scene where everybody gets ready, but it's it's different for Star Wars for me. Like yeah. it's like it's a meaningful scene because it's it's so specific to Star Wars in its uh -huh. own way. You get the rebel blockade. First ship we ever see in Star Wars, fun fact. That one was. Really? Yeah. I was like, fuck yeah, Finn. They've taken enough of us. <laughs> now we take the war to them. X-Wings, Y-Wings, they're all there. Yo, this fleet is just fucking... Look at that fleet. Like, it's all Star Destroyers with Death Stars on the bottom of them. <laughs> the final order. The final order. At last. <laughs> also, there's there's just not really many movies where we pivot with ten to fifteen minutes of like story between two the the two biggest moments of the movie. Oh yeah, like, like there, there was up, not like, there was not much much exposition between. It was just like you it, know, it's, what? it's almost as if they wanted them to be connected, but I don't know. It just doesn't make a lot of like rational sense. That thematic sense, yeah, like such a big character character transition in Kylo Ren, and such a big moment of clarity comes and then impacts the story. But it, 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 you know, it's a movie. Fuck it. Yeah, it's a movie. It's just I, I do. I do. Sometimes I feel like I judge movies by the characteristics of TV plots, but TV, but TV, TV plots, plots are, just are different. So much better. Like they, they like have to. Like they're so much more concise. Yeah, like they, they have to be. Yeah, and that's what makes TV just that much more enjoyable than movies most of the time. Yeah, and that's why you love franchise movies. Yeah, is because that's the purpose of yeah, them. Is right. they're supposed to fledge out. The, but that's what the sequel trilogy failed at. Like that's <laughs> that's what. So it's all this. It's the whole cycle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Look at that fleet. Welcome to Axigal. <laughs> they was like, welcome to Mexico. Welcome to Mexico. <laughs> we get another Finn moment here in a little bit. He's like, nah, that's where the signal's coming from. And Jamie's yeah. like, how do you know? And he's like, a feeling. Third time's a charm. Yeah, I mean. He... Th that, it's, it's undeniable at that point. I love this fit from Ray. She doesn't change a lot, obviously, over the uh, the course of 7, 8, 9 in terms of like 
usually there's a little bit more of a wardrobe change. Yeah. Like Luke, his difference between four and six was massive. Yeah. Hers, it's pretty much the same style of clothing, just a little different. I do like the pure white, though. Yeah, me too. I wish she'd wear that hood more. Yeah, that would be dope. Like she was an Octu, that shit looked pimp. Do you see how big those Star Destroyers are? Like, those things are massive. They're huge. I don't... If I would have saw this battle, I'd have been like, bro, what are we... Like, are we really thinking we're going to win? Yeah, like, nah. I... That was the one thing that, like, going in... When I saw this the first time going into this scene, I was like... Uh I was like, man, if they win this on what they have right now... Yeah, that's incredible. It's also kind of stupid. Yeah. Like, if that were to happen, I'd be like, man, this (laughs) is bullshit. Like, at least do it in, like, a realistic way. Yeah. I know none of it's realistic. I get that. It's a movie. It's a movie. It's Star Wars. Yeah. But that Star Wars has always been about a feel. has always been good about making the unreal feel real. Yeah. Yeah, no, it definitely has. What was Rose supposed to be doing in this movie? See, the thing is but that was never a J.J. Abrams character. No, that was but right. The, yeah. the problem, like, I don't have any issue with what she was doing, but people are expecting, like, we're like, oh, Rose didn't get any screen time. I don't understand how she was integral in this precise moment where she was in The Last Jedi. Yeah. And stop, uh, she was the one that found Poe, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. That was where, that was her first appearance, right? Well, no, no, no. She, uh, she, she, comes into contact with Finn because he's trying to uh, flee. Oh, Finn. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. Because he was trying to leave the ship and yeah. the one who saw him. And yeah. Him. Um, that was the entrance of hers into the movie, right? Mm-hmm. And then she she just kind of popped up more regularly. Like, or they happened to go to... Canto Bite. Canto together. Bite. Oh, because he was going to go anyway, right? And she mm-hmm. just went with she him. She went with him. Yeah. So th- that's a that's a perfectly logical entrance into the story. See, and but the thing is, when you ma- Brent introduce a character who becomes a main character in a movie, because she was arguably yeah. she had her entire own storyline with Finn. Yeah, you expect her to be a part of the next movie. That's fair, but I don't understand how she was uniquely would have been uniquely purposeful in this movie. Oh, and see, the thing is, I don't have a problem with it. Like, I don't have a problem with the fact that she's not utilized more in this movie because I don't think there's much of a function for her in the story that we got. Mm -mm. But, uh, uh, I mean, that doesn't mean they couldn't have found a way to do it. But like they, they did kind of like they, maybe they could have did it more. Sure. But like, she popped up. She like, pops she, up. She pops yeah. up in the big. And she's kind like, of she's, Le- she's kind of Leia's right hand woman, right? Like, yeah, you know she is there. Like you, it's it's apparent that she is there. Like they're like, oh, she got thirty seconds of screen time, but it's like, I think she did get close to thirty seconds of screen time, mm-hmm. but it's all in different instances and in different moments where she's there. Just like she was here, she was contributing. Like there's no point in focusing yeah. directly on what she was doing because she was just doing what the rebellion or the resistance does. Like yeah. We should, uh, should focus so on this scene now. Moments. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, this, is pretty, <laughs> this is pretty fucking important. We're talking about Rose. <laughs> this is Emperor Palpatine talking to his granddaughter, and we're, t- we're over here. Well, Rose maybe should have gotten more screen time. Uh, 
But uh, this is he he tells her, "I never wanted you dead. I wanted you here." Do you think he sicked Kylo Ren onto her because he fully anticipated that Kylo Ren would get killed by her? Like you've Probably. never, he's never come close to beating her. Why would he beat her again? Probably, but ultimately, I think he just wanted to insulate himself and bring her somehow to him. Gotcha. Because Kylo knows he's the next chain up in the ladder. She, through her interaction with him, will figure that out, and he wants to draw her out. The idea of Empress Palpatine's fucking cool too. As soon as he said that, I was like, "Oh, that's dope! Like, that's yeah. just a cool, like Ray Palpatine. That's bizarre." How do you feel about the uh, ground assault on a Star Destroyer via horses? Awesome. I love it. A lot of people don't like it. I love it. That's an actual set, by the way. That's not CGI. Damn. That the Star Destroyer ship? Yeah. I mean, obviously, the extensive parts of it in the distance are. But, like, (laughs) directly, immediately, that is a real set that the Star Destroyer was built. That's kind of dope. Yeah, and again, this harkens back to the... uh, Return of the Jedi, where they teamed up with the Ewoks because it was nature versus that technology. Yeah. And here they're storming a Star Destroyer, a giant, massive ship on horseback. And that's how they're going to destroy That's it. the resistance, though, because I feel like that was the great imposition of, like, all this, like, mechanistic advanced technology and all of this, like, uh, fucking, like, cookie-cutter hardware that builds this, like, supposedly impenetrable ship. And they're raiding this motherfucker on the backs of some fucking horses. It's pretty great. That's just kind of – that that, just, that juxtaposition is just, like, dope. And it, it, I like that Jan is down one, to ride for Finn. One, Sorry. one is one is floating in the air. One's just like above everything, acting like it's the shit, and one's just coming from the ground, like yeah. your grassroots type shit. Po, yeah, Poe right there is like, "Fuck, man, nobody's coming. We gotta, <laughs> I guess, guess we gotta do this." <laughs> These Sith acolytes, those are all people. Yeah, that's that's a weird to me. Like, what do they do with their lives? Yo, th- this is their life. They live on that planet to help Palpatine take over. That's that's a sad existence. It is. I love this interaction between uh, Palpatine and Rey here. Where she's like... Uh, when Palpatine's like, Luke... Uh, or not Luke, but your master had his mm-hmm. father. I'm your only family. I'm your only family here. So, uh, how do you think this one's going to go? <laughs> <laughs> I like the, uh, I like, zo- I like, uh, zombie Palpatine, the yeah. milky eyes, yeah, not quite as emphasized skin, mm-hmm. which is interesting to me that in death he would look better than he does in life in terms of his skin. That's fair. But I, whatever, whatever, I'm cool with it. And then this perfectly mirrors in Return of the Jedi when the Emperor opened up the window to show Luke yeah. that his friends were being destroyed too. Yeah. God, there's no no villain monologues quite like Palpatine for me. <laughs> Strike me one. down. Claim the throne. Claim the throne. <laughs> and like the way he's appealing to her right here is like, yo, if you strike me down, you can save all of them right now. Mm-hmm. You can stop it. 
But the thing is, if she strikes... Ah, uh, yes, and we are introduced to Ben Solo for the very first time. Ladies and gentlemen, entering the ring, 6'4", 230 pounds. Why don't I feel like he's actually... What? Why don't I feel like he's actually 6'4", six foot four, six foot four, 230 pounds? I, I, I took a wild guess there. That looks about right, right? Yeah. <laughs> that, that's pretty fitting. This is the last thing we ever hear Ben Solo say. Just that. That's the only thing we ever hear Ben Solo say. He doesn't. Ow. He doesn't, doesn't speak the rest of the movie. Really? Doesn't have another line. Huh. Sucks. That sucks. They should but have gotten like, another chance. That, 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 like, think about that, though. Like, the last substantive moment of his character, then. Was when he turned to be Ben Solo. And then, the, like, Ben Solo's just kind of like, yeah, you're there now. You're great. Be a great go- dude. Uh, you're going to die soon. So just be prepared. <laughs> well, what's cool too is I I'm kind of reading into this just to kind of justify the fact that he doesn't have any lines, but I'm gonna say it anyway. Uh, it's kind of stereotypical of a villain to monologue like that, but for the hero, it's straight to business. Yeah, I gotta I gotta get shit done. I don't have time That's to fair. speak. Yeah, and I also love that no look blast that he gave, mm-hmm. which Han Solo did in Force Awakens. <laughs> And now surrounded by the Knights of Ren. Oh, this is such a great moment. The end of this movie is fucking great. I don't like it's It's just action. How could it not? It's what you want out of Star Wars. It's fights. She will take her revenge. In this moment, they have their they have a little force time. God, what a, like, that's just such a, this moment, them locking the eyes right here, mm-hmm. you feel it. And they've already given him a more youthful exuberance as Ben Solo. Like, he looks better. He looks yeah. healthier. He looks, like, he, <laughs> he looks, looks happier. Healthier. He looks ha- even though it's about to die, he looks happy. Like he's good. Like he's he is set yeah. now. <laughs> Yeet. Ah, fuck yeah. Then he does the Han Solo shrug right here. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. How long do you think you practiced that? That shrug? Yeah, that's Him? not easy. Gotta, oh, to, to perfectly do it? I don't know, man. Uh. God, and watching them take on their respective demons. Mm-hmm. And notice here, he's fighting with ten times more grace than he ever did as Kylo Ren. Yeah. That shit right there, that jump that he just did where he grabbed him in the chest well, and then put the sword through his back on the dark side they never usually fight like that like at least well, in the prequels they kind of did but like, yeah emperor palpatine did that yeah. like growls and spins in the air and shit but i i feel like the sith are known for being more power oriented when yeah. they fight and not grace that's but that's that's the that's, that's the, the point this, of the sith yeah. yeah that's the difference between them I, I thought that was a funny moment too just in the movie where it was like stand together die together they were so ready they both had their sabers up and he was just like Boom. Mm. You're nothing for me. 
and then he accidentally takes on their life force. This explanation of a dyad in the force is uh, extremely interesting. The idea that uh, it's a power more powerful than life itself. So him taking on all their energy is going to completely restore him. He is chilling. Not even all of it. (laughs) It's so interesting that he like intakes their life force and gets uglier. (laughs) 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 Yeah, Snap's dead. Damn. I didn't realize really realize they killed that dude there. Oh yeah. I mean I mean this part a lot of a lot of ships go down. This is probably one of my favorite Poe moments though. There are more of us, Poe. There are more of us. And then I saw this, and I was like, wait, whoa. Yeah, no, <laughs> I remember dope. the feeling I in the theater. I was waiting for this. I yo, was just like, thank God, bro. They were going to die. Yo, I, 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 I yelled in the theater. Do you remember? I yeah, went, I holy remember. shit. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, like, that is a lot of shit, yeah, bro. No. And this ending of this movie, like, perfectly mirrors end game like that's the moment when all the holes yeah. open up and they all start coming back through their portals right it's lando man every cannon knocked out is a world saved that's wedge antilles for a uh, true original trilogy fans they love them some wedge uh-huh. <laughs> just destroyed that thing this, this is Star Wars, man. Like it's what modern Star Wars is. It's what uh, you would. It's what you would hope. Yeah. This is the dream, basically. I find it so weird that our spectacles of fantasy are always revolving around this idea of the power, the people taking back the power. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not the world. No, at all. It's well, that's what we the th- want it to be. And exactly, and that's why that's why we look for it in our entertainment. Yeah, it's it's just wild because it's like everyone agrees. Yeah, give the power to the people, but in real life, everybody's like, "Wait a second, <laughs> <laughs> do we really want the people to have the power?" No, you're like, y'all got to rise up, take that shit, though. You know that, right? <laughs> like, that's why this is portrayed this way. I also find it interesting that Palpatine's just got a whole new whole new outfit on. Yeah. Took on their life force and it was like, oh, new wardrobe. Yeah, he got tossed in that hole and I was kind of like, oh, Oh, yeah, me too. It's like it's it's over for him now, I guess. Yeah, like I was like that's pretty unceremonious. And then he literally Shocked force him. lightnings 
all Pal- of the ships in the, the sky. Emperor Pal- Palpatine shocks the world. <laughs> Do you see how much lightning's coming Literally, out? Literally, guys, he shocks the entire fucking world. Uh, and then we get this wonderful moment where she uh, channels what she was trying to channel at the beginning of the movie when we first see her. Be with me. Be with me. We hear a lot of voices here. Lots yeah. of them. We got a Mace Windu. We got Anakin, Luke, Yoda, Obi Wan, Leia, all the all stars. And we got some. We got some minor minor characters in here too. We got a we got Ahsoka Tano, who is main character in the Clone Wars, but never comes up in the movies. But you hear her. You hear her here. Uh, Freddie Prince Jr. Who plays Kanan Jarrus in the show Rebels? Mm-hmm. You hear his voice. There's a whole lot, whole lot going on here, and I like that that they were willing to incorporate that kind of stuff. I do kind of wish we would have gotten to see Hayden Christensen return as Anakin, mm-hmm. as a Force ghost, but that's all right. Bring back the balance, Ray, as I did. I was like, oh, okay, so yeah, Anakin is the chosen one. He just confirmed it. <laughs> I also like this idea more that even after she got her like force completely drained the force can just be like actually I changed my mind yeah like I'm gonna give you the power well it's cause the force is all around you the force will be always the force will be with you always Yeah, he's like, hold the fuck up. What? (laughs) (laughs) Those yellow eyes. They're perfect. I do like... uh, I do like that it's the... The dual saber thing is what saves her. Mm-hmm. And I think that's an interesting little addition to the story. They did have to, they had to come up with some very innovative way to kill Palpatine. Because mm-hmm. he needed to be dead, dead. Dead, dead. And here we have I Am Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. And I like how as soon as that second lightsaber pulled up, Palpatine was like, oh shit, I'm in trouble. Like, Yeah. Like, has dude never faced off two lightsabers? Dude clearly never came into contact with General Grievous. <laughs> General Grievous could have fucked like Palpatine up. Aren't they like buddies? Yo, he she melted him. <laughs> Just oh, complete, yeah, no, completely disintegrated like... that man. Thank God he's gone. He was a clone. They confirmed that in the novel. Palpatine was? Mm-hmm. Of what? Himself. They cloned his body, like, uh-huh. over and over. He went through several, several copies of himself. But he is dead. He is dead. He is dead, dead. His essence is gone. You see all the... The rebels become... The winner here. Who cloned him, though? Uh, Ochi, that was a very... Ochi saved him from the Death Star, too. 
or didn't save him, saved his body. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Ochi is not like it's not dope. That's not dope, Ochi. Two of a cloned Palpatine. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty like, dude, what the fuck? Yeah, kind of ruined everything. But you know, he worships the Sith, so yeah, believe in what you believe, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, Chewie. <laughs> I like how Lando just kind of laughs his way through this movie and says yeah, Chewie every once in a while. Does. I'd love to have that role. He never really has to worry about anything. I'd love to just be, be Billy D. Oh, be Billy D, yeah. All I need is my Colt 45. <laughs> That's a pretty epic save there, too. It's a great... Uh-huh. Ray's like, oh, fuck, man. Uh-huh. That shit hurt. <laughs> that shit hurt it. Because I'm assuming some of that lightning got through. We have Finn here who uh, can feel it, which is our official. He uh-huh. does have force sensitivity. Yeah. Because feeling someone through the force, that's like. That's Jedi shit right there. That's some straight Jedi shit, yeah. You see Luke and Leia connect in Empire Strikes Back. Uh, Padme and Anakin, I think, have a Force connection at one point, but it's because Anakin connects to Padme, not the other way around. Mm. But for Finn to have been able to feel the fact that Rey died, Rey has nothing to do with that. That's all Finn. And she's like super dead. <laughs> she's like super. Dead. I mean, look at her. Her eyes are open or everything. She is dead, she's dead. Gone. And he's like, ah, oh, shit. I was. I'm. I'm only good now. Come back. We have Tavares currently on the floor looking for something. Can't tell what he's doing, but he's doing something. He's missing a. Ben looks straight into Ray's dead eyes. Oh, he's getting up. I think he got it. What'd you get? Whoop, you good? You good? What you mean? <laughs> 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 I ain't going nowhere. But yeah, look at look at him here. He just looks youthful. Like, he looks yeah. good. He looks, yeah. He looks like Han Solo's son. Adam fucking Driver. He impregnates her here. It's my theory. He puts life in her belly. This is the prevailing. He gives uh, prevailing theory. He gives her life by literally giving her life, which it's common theory. It seems weird to me though. I just don't like. God, that's how you're gonna do that. That's so easy. And they don't have much time. He's about to die, and she is dead. <laughs> <laughs> well, like a whole. Bunch. Not like they can consummate a whole other way when she's dead. That's fair. Well, no. Nope. Nope, not even going to go there. <laughs> no necrophilia jokes here. <laughs> See, I enjoy the romance. I get it, I think. Nothing in this movie indicated to you that they should have a romantic connection. No, I thought it was I it felt so brother sister like it was unreal because she's I felt like that was the link to her, the Skywalker side of her. Was that she was meant to be like a sister to him. Yeah. 
And then they do this, and I'm like, okay, whatever. I'm upset, but it's fine. It's okay. It's whatever. I'm 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 coming to terms with it, right? That's the only time we. And then that. Oh, and dude. And I'm like, we what? were sitting next to each other in the theater, and I go, oh, you got to be. Fine. I was like, oh, I was like, oh, what? <laughs> like a solid ten seconds. This motherfucker. Oh, I'm dead. No, like. And oh then he's like, God. straight up gone. Like, <laughs> no. I was like, I thought they were gonna like do the whole passing life force back and forth, back and forth. <laughs> And I like that Leia's journey was complete once Ben became one with the Force. Yeah. Like her, like Luke's thing was confronting Vader, uh-huh. getting him back, and Leia's was bringing her son back. And I yeah. think that's incredible. You have all hell raining, raining down on Exegol here. Great planet name, by the way, Exegol. Oh, yeah. I like I like seeing her in the helmet. How could Finn possibly know that? <laughs> People are rising up all over the galaxy. You see them? <laughs> but yeah, they really did some damage on them. Yeah. They took that whole shit out. And you got this crashing down by Cloud City. Kind of wish I could have seen Lando back on Cloud City. We mm-hmm. got a Wicket and his son. Yeah. On the forest moon of Endor. And back on Jakku, where they will have another <laughs> Star Destroyer crash on their uh, on their desert. I like this ending. It it reminds me a lot of the Return of the Jedi ending. And it feels right. Me too. And if they're doing the kind of parallel to the original trilogy, it felt right. Yeah, it, it fits perfectly. See? Rose is right there. Supporting. Help mm-hmm. Dio. Happy. Yeah. <laughs> Happy. I, I like this moment between Finn, uh, Finn, Poe, and Ray here where they have their, their group celebration. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine what that must be like to know that you aided the rebellion that freed millions of people all over the galaxy? Wow. It sucks that I have to keep doing it. <laughs> like, I also love that moment between Poe and uh, Zori where Zori's kind of like, bye Poe. And he's like, well? <laughs> and she's like, no, bye Poe. And he's like, nah, okay. Okay. And uh, Chewie gets Han's medal here from A New Hope, mm-hmm. which I thought was cool. I like that a lot. Chewie's little head tilt. He's like, oh, <laughs> fuck, man. Hmm. Poe and Finn with the embrace. They should have kissed. They should have They should have kissed. Confirm romance. And this arrival back, landing in Luke's X-Wing uh-huh. at a... War victory. I like how she checks on his antenna because that's the first thing she does the first time she sees him. She fixes his antenna. Uh, uh, She's like, your antenna's bent. Let me fix that for you. mm -hmm. So now every time, like at the end of The Last Jedi, she interacts with him again. She's like, oh, your antenna's fine. Yeah. Where are you from? (laughs) 
let's find out. <laughs> I was like, I was like, okay, cool. Mm. So now we're gonna get something with Lando and Jana. That's that's awesome with me. Yeah. That scene reminds me of Luke in A New Hope arriving back at the Rebel base. Cried first couple times I saw this. Good tears. Like, oh, they did it. They're like, God damn, fine. They did it. They're all together. They're happy. Finn can finally know a life that isn't war. (laughs) At least for a little bit. At least for a little bit. Maybe Poe can take a break for a little bit. Go back. Uh, oh, can't go back to Kajimi. <laughs> <laughs> Rut row, Raggy. Rut row. She gone. <laughs> <laughs> the first time, and I love that, the homage to the original trilogy again. Mm-hmm. Just, it's all over this movie. Yeah, they really With the Jawas and their sand out. crawlers. And that was like an actual small model. They mm-hmm. did a. A forced perspective version of that shot. And we get the homestead where Luke Skywalker grew up. And just as she did the first time we saw her, she will slide on down. Which uh, I appreciate. I appreciate appreciate any sort of callback. (laughs) As is evident. God, that must be must have been really just cool as like any Star Wars fan who may have been working on this movie at any given point. Mm-hmm. If they got to be on set for that, yeah, it'd be pretty cool to be able to be like, "Yo, like this is this is where Luke Skywalker grew up." Like, that's, <laughs> that's, that'd be cool. Like I, I have that feeling about Lars Homestead. Uh, Millennium Falcon. Uh-huh. That's a big one for me. I can't. I want to go to Galaxy's Edge at Disney World so bad, oh, just shit. to sit inside the Millennium Falcon once. <laughs> She'd be like, "I'm here." There she goes, burying Luke and Leia's sl- sabers. I think she took the crystals out of both of them, and now has her double-sided lightsaber, which is yellow. How? How would she make the crystals yellow, though? Because the uh, color of the crystal is actually supposed to adapt to whoever owns it. So once she finally actually claims that crystal and builds her own lightsaber, it can become yellow. That makes a lot of sense, actually. Because I was wondering where this fucking lightsaber came from. Mm. That's that's like the only explanation though, and why it's double sided is because she has two crystals. Because she has two crystals, they're Luke and Leia's crystals. And I love, and I've grown to enjoy this moment. I like that Ray is Ray Skywalker now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I like that a lot too. She denounces the Palpatine name completely, and I like how they're like, let's make this obvious mirroring of BB-8 and the uh, Tatooine twin sons real quick. Mm-hmm. Which I actually really did like. And there it goes. Roll credits. There she is. It's a good movie. I like The Rise of Skywalker a lot. I mean, yeah, it's good. It's definitely an enjoyable watch, for sure. Lots of uh, room for conversation, as was evident in the uh, two-hour podcast we just did. As was ever. 
So, uh, that was The Rise of Skywalker. If you uh, watched along, that's cool. I appreciate it. But if you didn't, I think you uh, probably got enough out of this podcast as it was. Uh, this is uh, Colton Robertson, joined by none other than Tavares Pennington, my companion for the week. This has been Coro's Companion Podcast. Adios. Can we get us out of here?